Welcome to Match Weekly. This is Richie. This is Peter. And man, oh man, another match week goes by where we see comebacks, setbacks, and severe January transfer cutbacks as our leagues, our teams, our players on an eye to improve their respective positions. We're bouncing around the still unfit MLS and Bundesliga, and yes, move over Uber Eats. We gander at this past week's matches for uh, the leagues of Javi's Hard to Beat and England's VAR Cheats. Peter, how we doing, bud? Big, we big doing. <laughs> We're doing. <laughs> I crumble as soon as I stop reading. <laughs> I've been so paper reliant. <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah. we're doing though. We're, we're doing it. Doing. We're doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, big old doers. Very happy to see the Serias back. Love the Serie A. Uh, always have. Yeah, I know. Always you will. Haven't been able to see a lot of Italian players lately. I've seen Italian players. Eh, I just haven't pictures seen Italian. on Google. Pictures on Google. In Google, yeah. <laughs> I like. <laughs> I watched. I watched Serie B. So I mean. Um, <laughs> I found my way. <laughs> and then every once in a while, I go onto Google and type in Fabio Quagliarella cause, because I love him. So. It's like, hey, you want to see a fun back heel midair? <laughs> <laughs> Always loved the guy. Always oh, will. Yeah. Uh, 2010 World Cup scored a great goal against Slovakia, and that was the best part about that World Cup for Italy. So. <laughs> no further questions. There was that. That was a weird goal, too. It was like a chip from... It was like a chip, but not really. Mm. If you ever go to like watch it, it looks like he tries to yeah. curl the ball into the back corner. But it, it is a chip, but there's like... You know how typically chips are like one-on-one with the goalie? Uh-huh. That was not the case. <laughs> there were like yeah. people in the box, defenders in front of him, and he was just like, let's try it. <laughs> and it worked. <laughs> uh, and that was Italy's highlight for the World Cup besides, uh, this- you know... Gianluigi Buffon getting hurt just jumping in the first game, and then Federico Marchetti, uh, you know, making me hate him for no reason. The guy's a good goalie, and he made me hate him. It doesn't take much. We are fueled with rage. Um, but I must say, just just the fa- the the phrase you threw at me—a chip, but not really. I just for the whole time was like, you're going into so much depth with this that it's like someone describing a Frito to someone for the first time. It's like a chip. But <laughs> not really. <laughs> not really. It's like a chip, but bad. Do you like Fritos? It's kind of somehow rectangular, but yet chippy. Do you like Fritos? I do. I do. No, but I no, don't. No, no, no. They're never a first option for me. If they're they there, never I'll be have. An option. I'll have if they're there. Fritos are a shitty <laughs> tortilla chip. Oh come on. Well, yeah, but. Snack but talk. have you ever had snack weekly the Frito the Frito bag with the 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 beef and cheese? What do you mean? Kinda, you put beef and cheese inside the bag with the. You do you cu- you turn the bag on its side and you cut it and then you fill it with beef and cheese and other toppings. Oh, uh, hamburger. Just... I mean, that's that's slam burger. You, you don't eat the bag, that's for sure. Who says you can? Anyways, Peter, what were the leagues you've been watching this past? <laughs> smooth transition, smooth transition. Um, so, this week I have La Liga and Serie A. You got the EPL and the Mystery League. Mystery uh, because, League? As you what already could said, it be? Uh, Bundesliga 
out, not playing till the 20th. Um, uh-huh. What was the other one? Uh, League, uh, the Uber Eats Hungry Man League. Yeah, had, taking cup break. Had a cup week. No games, just cup. Um, MLS mm, is not going to be back till February. So Febs. Richie gets the bonus mystery games this week. Hell yeah. And I get the boring games this week. Oh, man. <laughs> so let's start with La Liga. Are they still the... Are they just La Liga now? Or are they like La Liga um, Santander? That's a great question. That's uh, a bank. You watched, you watched, so you should they be are. able to tell us. Santander. There we La Liga Santander. La, La, La Liga Santander, uh, which is a Ooh, bank. That was, that was good. The that I have never heard Damn. of until I went to grad school. And mm-hmm. then there was just a bank at the end of the block that I was living on in, que- living on in Queens. Um, there was just a Santander bank. And one day I went home and I was just like, what the fuck is this place? Looked it up and it's like, oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, a bank. bank. <laughs> there you go. That was Bank <laughs> Weekly. <laughs> Ooh, Let's Banksy get into- talks. I'll go into it. We had La Liga come back from their World Cup break January 6th where Celta Vigo beat Elche 1-0. Cadiz beat Valencia 1-0. January 7th, Villarreal beat Real Madrid. Big news. I will be covering this game 2-1. Mallorca (laughs) beat Real Valladolid 1-0. Espanyol and Girona tied 2-2. Who scored in that game, Richie? That's right. NYCFC zone, Yangel Herrera. For Jerome. Hell yeah. Love him. Tati Castellanos got a yellow card in like the fourth minute. Pretty great. Nah, also NYCFC alumni. Not as good as Jack Harrison. Uh, January 8th, uh, Real Sociedad beat Almeria 2-0. Uh, Real Batiste beat Real Rayo Vallecano 2-1. Threw my pen. You got it. <laughs> did you hear that? <laughs> yeah, I did hear it. I was it. spinning my pen and I threw it on accident. Um, oh, man. Sevilla beat Hitafe 2-1. We'll be, I'll be covering that game, too. Barcelona, back to winning ways, beat Real Madrid, er, Atletico Madrid 1-0. And then on the ninth, uh, Athletic Club, also known as Athletic Bilbao, drew Osasuna 0-0. But like I said, I'll be going into the Real Madrid-Villarreal game uh, and the Sevilla-Hitafe game. Ooh. Richie, do you have any preference of which one you want me to start with? Um, you know what? Uh, seeing as you were the man to partake in these actions, I think you are the um, chef for this fine tasting. What What do you think would be an appetizer? I'm sorry, I'm getting into my Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> I'm, I'm so sorry. It's bad. Um, it's very bad of me. <laughs> I'll do the... Let's just get it out of the way, right? Let's... Villarreal, Real Madrid. Uh-huh. Two teams that have Real in the name. And that's Both. why you picked it. That's why I picked it <laughs> for no other reason. Um, really disappointing for Real Madrid, uh, considering the fact that they want to be keeping up with Barcelona. Um, and Barcelona, you know, dropped points last week. You went over that um, to a yep. Sevilla team. Wait. No, they didn't. Did they oh, no. no, they did. 1-1, right? Yeah, it was 1-1. 1-1. One, one. I pay attention. Um, Bono. He's our boy. Uh, they were really hoping to, like, you know, close that gap. Um, uh, 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 at the time of this game, the Villarreal-Real Madrid game, 
Barcelona had not yet played, so they wanted to like put the pressure on him to do well against an Atletico Madrid side that's you know historically very good. Um, and instead, they just bungled it. Couldn't have done worse. Losing to Real two to one. Um, the match started insane with. Uh, tell me if you heard this name before, Francis Coquelin. <laughs> yeah, a former Arsenal player. Fifth minute, getting a chance Oof. in the fifth minute. Right alone in front of goal. How does he try to score it? That's right. Back heel against Thibaut Courtois. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right? The Puts balls. it off target. Puts it off target. Um, but it <laughs> doesn't matter. He missed it. Villarreal uh, <laughs> just kept the pressure on after that. They had most of the crucial first half attacking chances. Um, that's not to say Real did not. They definitely had some chances, but it really felt like Villarreal was more in control of the attack. Um, Halftime comes. Boom. That's the end. Act one. Intermission. That's what what they call it. Dramatic. Come back. Jeremy Pino. Ooh. Is that right? Is it Pino or Uh, Pino? The world may never know. He doesn't even know. I'd say Pino. I don't know. I don't (laughs) think that there's an accent over the end. I mean, Whatever. I, I still get confused playing FIFA, and Bruno Fernandez is like Bruno Falange. That is his name, though. So it throws me off. Uh, so Jeremy Pino doesn't really wait long. 47th minute, scores an absolutely gorgeous goal uh, after some really great passing amongst the team. Where It's, it's like uh, pinball. Boom, boom, boom. Gets to him. The pass is so fast, draws... Madrid's defense out and essentially has uh, Pino alone in front of Courtois inside the 18 buries it absolutely buries it fantastic goal Um, look it up if you want I'm not going to stop you obviously (laughs) I'm here I'm not going to see you in person to stop you I might you never know where I'll be (laughs) Anyone who's uh, looking Madrid, over their shoulder. Real Madrid gets their goal <laughs> in the 60th minute uh, after, um, I don't want to get any flack, but Uh-oh. they call a penalty for a handball that seemed uh-huh. very inadvertent. <laughs> um, so it is what it is. Benzema scores it. You know, best player in Europe. Done. Goal. 1-1. Villarreal's like, fuck, we had him on the ropes. Three minutes later, don't you worry, David Alaba <laughs> fell hey. as, um, I don't know who it was who took the shot, uh, but somebody took a shot, Alaba fell, and as he fell, he like outstretched his arm, ball hit his arm, penalty. <sighs> Gerard Moreno scores it for Villarreal, um, you know, putting him back in the lead with 27 minutes left to go, plus stoppage, but I think it was like plus eight minutes of stoppage. Um, or plus seven minutes of stoppage. One of the two. Uh, and then, like, both teams kept having chances. It's not like the game just died after that. But they both had huge defensive plays, and their goalies came up huge. You know, we we talked about Bono. Nope. Wrong game. We, uh, we talked <laughs> about Courtois already being, like, the best goalie in Europe as it is. Um yeah. You know, Villarreal just throwing their defense in front of every shot. It was awesome to watch. And then 
uh, Real Madrid in the 90th, 98th minute. You know, so you're assuming the last kick of the game. Yeah. Uh, sends Courtois forward for a corner kick. Ball comes in. Cleared out by Villarreal. They have an open goal, but oh, you already man. know the score was 2-1 to one to finish it. Missed oh, no. the open goal. Villarreal secures the win, stays in a top six position while Madrid drops crucial points for their title hopes while Barca Damn. win. That was a beautiful little summary right there. That was Thanks, a really Dad. nice one. You took me along for a beautiful ride. Yeah, I almost got uh, off topic. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I'm so impressed. You stayed on track. I'm proud of you. Thanks. <laughs> I just started the fourth grade this week, so it's pretty good. You're like, you honestly, have you ever tried to change the tires and they're pushing the more expensive tires? Well, I did an in-depth research on Pirelli's. <laughs> and then I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> okay, I thought we were talking about snacks. Guess we're doing tire talk. We were just talking about Fritos. Now we're on tires. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> but damn, uh, to see Real Madrid drop the points, especially after the, the Barcelona draw. Yeah, I mean, damn shame. fuck them. Damn shame. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> fuck them, dude. If, like, Barcelona had their moment last week. Now Madrid has theirs this week. Um, yeah. Let's find out who they play next round. Real Madrid plays Valencia. So, I mean, they should do fine. Valencia just lost to Cadiz. Oh, not Cadiz. Cadiz. Cadiz Cadiz nuts. nuts. Hell yeah. Cadiz is in a relegation spot. Oh, man, now I feel bad. Valencia lost to them. So, maybe that's good for Real Madrid, but also, who knows, they should have won this game pretty handedly. um, But they didn't. So, sucks to suck. It's that uh, post World Cup slump. Most post players. World Cup bump. Yes. Bump and slump. The bumpy slump. Oh no! Oh no! All my well-regarded players who have all experienced World Cup, uh, except for <laughs> David Alaba and Karim Benzema. Yeah. <laughs> two guys mentioned. <laughs> the only two guys mentioned. Yeah. <laughs> Oh boy, yeah, that's saying something. Yeah. And then, what is your your uh, your piece de resistance? If this is the starter, how are we how are we ending it? Sevilla versus Atafe was nuts. No penalties. I've been very open about mm-hmm. my thoughts on penalties. I don't love penalties. Okay. Um, I find games more exciting when there are no penalties. Uh, but yeah, this game. Sevilla versus Hitafe. You and I talked about this a little earlier. I don't believe it was on, like, while we were recording. Mm-hmm. La Liga now, as of today, like, after all these games are done, the difference in points between 11th place and 19th place is five points. Hitafe is currently in 13th. Sevilla is in 17th. Sevilla narrowed their points deficit against Hatafe to two. So they can, they're really building a strong case to get out of these relegation spots with obviously last week's performance against Barcelona and um, this week's performance against Hatafe. 
Oh, no, 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 no. Sorry. Villarreal played Valencia last week. Who am I talking Come about? On, Sevilla played Celta Vigo last week. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, that was the game I chose uh, last week. Yeah, you, you also chose the do Barcelona you, one. Do you even listen to me anymore? <laughs> Richie, I mixed it up because you chose the Barcelona one too. Yeah, I know. I picked the I picked the good ones. Pick a big, 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 big. I'm, making, um, I'm off paper, man. But whatever. They got one point last week against Celta Vigo. They got three points yeah. this week. It really looks like they're, you know, building this case to work their way out of being relegation contenders. Um, yeah. Game starts off relatively calm, uh, which I personally didn't expect from two teams that are essentially in relegation fights. I know, like, Hitafe isn't technically because they're in 13th, but, like, yeah, I just said how close they are in points. Um, I was expecting a lot more, like, smash-mouth aggressive tactics, but that wasn't the case. But then, Get your game on. in the 36th minute, um, Sevilla gets a free kick around... 40 yards away from the goal. Rakitic takes it, puts it right on the head of Marcos Acuna to put Sevilla up 1-0. Hatafe um, then seems to equalize about five minutes later on a goal from Eni Zunal, only to have it called back for an offside that was like centimeters. Oof. It was brutal. It was like it really looked like a great goal, um, but Sevilla played their trap perfectly. <laughs> like, listen, <clears throat> borderline badly, <laughs> but they, they got the job fellas. done. So how bad? Like it couldn't be that bad because they got the job done. Uh, called him offside. Great job. Hitafe kept getting chances to equalize, put the ball off target, or our boy. Big Bad Bono came up with a huge save um, because he's the best, and he's such an attractive man. He looked great in the Celta Vigo game previously, so he's he's continuing form after that World Cup. Yeah, could have just ended that he looked great. Um, Sorry. (laughs) Rafa Mir eventually gives Sevilla their second goal after heading home across in by Oliver Torres in the 80th. Um, you know, seemingly putting this game to bed. I mean, how many times have you seen a 2-0 lead in the 80th minute go to that team winning? And you saw that here. Um, but uh, Hitafe <laughs> got one back in the 87th um, thanks to Borja Mayoral. Borja Mayoral. There you go. I'm going Former, a little too uh, fast. And I think I'm okay. like fucking things okay. up because of it. You're doing well. You're doing well. We got this. Uh, yeah, Borja used to play for Real Madrid. I think he came through the youth ranks. I think he also played at Roma for a period of, of time. time. Greatest yeah. of all time. Uh, he was in the right place at the right, t- at the right time as uh, Christian Portu put in an absolute desperation cross to prevent a Sevilla goal kick as they were on an attack. Um, just like a nice little chip, and Borja was right there, hammered it home. Um mm. Bippy with the but chippy. This gave uh, Sevilla a really important three points, um, which seems to really be furthering their quest to not be relegated. Um, as we said before, Hitafe is now in 13th, only two points ahead of Sevilla, 
who's in 17th. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was a, you know, not the greatest game to watch <laughs> skill-wise, but yeah. it was definitely a very important game where Sevilla is really um, savoring every point now. they get. You know, especially after such a bad start to the season that I don't think yeah. anybody expected. They're really doing a good job getting the points when they need them. I got to ask, uh, h- how is my boy looking? You have a couple boys on this team. I know, but there's one one true boy. There's the one true boy. It's one true boy. boy. One true boy to one rule them boy. all. Who is it? Who is it? Uh, is it is it not Buono? It's not. It's not Buono. <laughs> <laughs> it was. How do oh we, man, this this hurts so many. Was it not Rakitic? It, it was Rakitic. Oh, how was he? he? I didn't. He I great. didn't watch. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, he's Ra- He's Rakitic. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I'm guy, just, I'm scared of a decline. You need to go and watch. Man, he's thirty-four years old. He looks like he's fun. he looks like he's twenty-six. Dude, he's he's so fun to watch. I mean, um, I think the statistic of him winning games, uh, or Barcelona winning games when he started versus when he didn't start, it was like drastic. Um, I'm sure they did the same with all the other players, but that was the one that popped up for me. <laughs> so I was like, man, he's great. <laughs> he, you should go and look at Acuna's goal because you're not going to get a better cross from that far away. Yeah, it, it was like pinpoint, <laughs> pinpoint from forty yards away, just mm. absolutely perfect. Wow! Thank and you that's, for that's telling me that. Thank you for telling me that, like, uh, like it was a, a father reading a story to a child in like the 1920s, and I'm just like hanging on every word. It's close enough. Did he? Only did he do all right, ago. Papa? <laughs> no, now go to bed. <laughs> all right. Got the factory in the morning. Uh, <laughs> and Bats. speaking of, of bad accents and transitions, um, to Liverpool. <laughs> it's only fair um that i now get a chance to speak because as we decided for new year's it's to talk more and listen less that is why we're podcasting Mm -hmm. and uh since our boy p uh was kind enough to break down uh the results of la liga i should do the very same with the premier league uh we did actually cover the first game of this match week we did cover this uh, last week, this first game, which that's a my bad. But the game was too good not to cover. Uh, the Brentford-Liverpool game, obviously ending 3-1 Brentford's way. Massive surprise. Um, that was this week? Lovely start. Yeah, it was on a Monday. That's why. Ah, uh, fuck. I know. We suck. It's mostly me, though. I should have known. I'm a bad boy. Eat shit, Richie. <sighs> can't win anymore <laughs> i found Anyways. t-pain's twitch oh no you're falling off track already <laughs> well, just how did we a... get to t-pain <laughs> just because you said eat shit 
I ah, found perfect. his Twitch and it like his streams start off with him doing this little rap where he tells uh he's like Oh, and if you're a hater, uh he, he was, he's pretty much building up to oh, if you're a hater, like you know, I love you too, but instead he goes You fucking suck, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and then like the callback in the rap is get fucked ho <laughs> and that's just what that made me wow. think of wow no that's fair that's fair that's oh. a fair derailing of my start You're uh welcome. yes brentford beating liverpool 3-1 we then move on so cover uh, a f- uh, a match from the week before <laughs> that's how you make it even that is fair that's fair <laughs> or just cover uh, everton I mean, that game wasn't... I know it wasn't the most exciting game, but... I know, I know. You'll get to it. You'll tell everyone. Oh, I will. I will. Yeah. Fulham uh, beating Leicester City uh, 1-0 thanks to the ever-subliminal Alexander Mitrovic having his best um, Subliminal or sublime? In the Premier League. Uh, I did say subliminal, didn't I? (laughs) Didn't I? This is what happens when I go off paper. He's been anything but that. Oh man! No, he's doing great. He's doing great. He's sublime. He's subliminal. The guy. He's subliminal. <laughs> man, sending me mixed messages. <laughs> uh, yes, he's absolutely sublime. He's still uh, on a hot tear for Fulham, doing the best uh, in the Premier League. Um, then going on to Arsenal and Newcastle, having a zero-zero. Uh, struggle fest with Newcastle more happy to accept a draw when they're still up there with the big boys. Uh, and then we move on to the most top depressing. Three. What? Top three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Top three. Crazy. And yet they played like they couldn't get a point out of it. It was crazy. I mean, you're playing um, as the best team in the league. Still, still your third. Your third. Don't count yourselves out at the start. Um, but that's, I guess, to show uh, how terrifying it is to play Arsenal this year. Who's to say? Um, yeah, I'm scared of Eddie and Kedia. Yeah. Oh man, the record. Oof. I didn't realize. Um, He's been what good, was it? man. What was the what? Seventeen and twenty-four? Or am I crazy? What does that mean? Seventeen what in twenty-four? What? Seventeen goals in twenty-four appearances. Is that true? Uh, I read a tweet today on the ride home i don't know if it's true double check me but since you brought him up i figured you already knew well my manager is usually... my manager is a huge arsenal fan and all he's been talking is like oh man and keddy has been on fire recently <laughs> i'm like okay yeah that's I, I haven't i don't really watch <laughs> no like, his name hasn't come up often until like just now uh so that kind of threw me for a loop and then looking at the record that he has i'm like oh shit like why isn't he being mentioned more but I guess we're more focused on uh, our, our our boys Holland and Nunez and Harry Kane. Well, I mean, even on his own team, Saka. Yeah, exactly. He's kind of getting flushed out and yet still performing well. And I guess that adds to the fear that is playing Arsenal. Um, but yeah, ended 0-0. We then move on to a game where Everton, uh, I guess, played as though um, they were out of Brighton's league, and rightfully so. Uh, ending 4-1 uh, and the pain that follows uh, a good cry into a pillow uh, following that up a Man United comfortable win 3 nothing over Bournemouth and then we get into Southampton Nottingham Forest Nottingham Forest getting an early goal and squeaking away with a one nothing win 
Um, the Wednesday would continue with Leeds United and West Ham uh, going toe-to-toe, ending 2-2, and that is what I'll definitely be talking about. I just like doing toe-to-toe, two-to-two, la-la-la. Um, Aston Villa and Wolves carving out a 1-1 draw. Tottenham bouncing back from a, a defeat with Aston Villa to win 4 nothing against Crystal Palace. And then Chelsea-Man City, big dukes up, and Man City coming out on top 1-0 thanks to Riyad Mahrez. So yeah, covers that. Um, and yeah, as you said, we got the, the lovely Arsenal terrifyingly up top with 44 points. But um, the games I want to cover... I think I'll go, ooh, what do I start with? I'm a kid in a candy factory. Uh, not Everton Brighton. Oh, uh, <laughs> I just realized I didn't I didn't give a recap of the table for La Liga. Oh, man, Peter. So while I do that, you no, can you determine which one you're going to do uh, first. I'll just give you the top five because everything else, All who right. fucking cares? Uh, Barcelona remains in first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with 41 points, then Real Madrid with 38. Really, like, showing how big this loss was. Real Madrid wins. They're tied on points. They're still in second because of goal difference, but they're tied on points with for first place. Real Sociedad, third place, which, correct me if I'm wrong, David Silva plays there. Where again? Sociedad? Sociedad. Yeah, yeah. Um, Real Batiste. Uh, they have 32 points. Real Batis in fourth with 28 points. That can't be right. That's what a what <laughs> that a fucking, ain't it. What a drop. <laughs> um, Atletico Madrid fifth place, 27 points. Villarreal sixth place, 27 points. That's the top. The rest of the table is so tight. Where you have yeah. seventh place to 20 has 26 points. 16th place has 16 points. So sorry for jumping back there. <laughs> um, no, that's okay. I'll edit. I'll edit. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do some editing. Um, so yeah, I'll I'll start us off with that Crystal Palace Tottenham Hotspur game again. Uh, last week Tottenham lost two nothing to Aston Villa, um, who have uh, looked amazing uh, under their new manager, um, posing a threat. But you know Tottenham. Antonio Conte, the team that is assembled under Tottenham, you'd expect a win carved out against Villa. Uh, and yet here we have Crystal Palace. They're clearing the way with four goals. Um, to break it down, really, um, you know, kind of favoring Tottenham from the start. Uh, seventh minute, uh, this guy Brandon Gill um, had a deflected opportunity. Um, and then out of nowhere, after the 20-minute mark, I believe the 25th and 26th, Crystal Palace out of nowhere just flipped the switch. It was the fast uh, wingers with Zaha and Olise. Um, you still have Jordan Ayu in that team too, posing a threat. Um, and they were kind of just dancing around Tottenham. It just seemed like all of a sudden they were like uh, not ready for it. They're like, I'm still in middle school. I don't want to touch girls. You know, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to go up against the wall. And that's how they played a little bit at that point. And, um, yeah, uh, the big, big beauty defender, uh, Joachim Anderson, had a lovely opportunity just go barely wide of uh, Tottenham's goal. And uh, that was the best opportunity they had. 
in the first half out of nowhere you're thinking okay as if they can endure tottenham you know and then they break off the counter they'll be able to carve something out of this game uh but that's not the case uh 48th minute uh ivan perisic another lovely croatian um crossing to kane and i gotta say it was so close to the goal i'm like shocked the goalie didn't catch it but i'm not a goalie I don't know how to position myself in any situation, whether it's on a sidewalk or uh, when you're letting people into your home. Um, but it was literally just hovering near the line, and Harry Kane just had to tap it in with his header. Pip, pop, there you go. Um, and I will say it was kind of a massive jump that kind of hopped over uh, Joel Ward for uh, Crystal Palace. Um, and then shortly after that, build up again. Tottenham have the upper hand, 53rd minute. Uh, Brandon Gill uh, coming up along the right side, um, tossing it to Kane. I don't know why I said tossing. He's not using his hands. He's using and his hands. <laughs> he's using his hands, and no one's saying anything. It's like uh, it's like watching basketball players just forget how to dribble for a hot second. Fuck you, James Harden. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Kane takes a low left shot to the bottom, back left of the net, just clean, clean goal. Uh, then you're seeing Tottenham comfortable with that 2 nothing lead. It's past the half, right? It's not the 2-0 going into the half. Otherwise, I'd say Tottenham are in some fucking trouble. Um, and again, they piled on the pressure. The next best chance they had was in the 66th, 66th minute. Uh, um, Ming Sun uh, breakaway. He had a breakaway opportunity. Yes. Uh, clear, but uh, Crystal Palace's goalie, Guaita, who I think is... Honestly, like they're, you know, a bit of a cult hero with them. He's had some outstanding seasons. He's able to make the save, um, which kind of reminds me of Crystal Palace's goalie when they came up. Was it Speroni? Julian Speroni. Spir- yeah, I said right. Argentinian goalie, right? Wow. Yeah, the, the name himself. came to mind. But Guaita kind of reminds me of him again. Uh, just. This cult hero comes up big randomly, isn't, you know, super consistent in my opinion. Um, but he comes up big. Here he does come up big, but it's still 2 nothing Tottenham. Uh, and two minutes later, Sun gets another opportunity, uh, but it's a deflected pass that will end up right uh, for Matt Doggerty, uh, who takes a left-footed low shot. Lovely to see from a fullback using, um, I guess, their less dominant foot. I haven't checked recently which way he kicks normally, so I don't know. And uh, again, these it, they just double up. 68th and then the 72nd minute, uh, Kane will do a lovely chippy lob pass uh, that will land between Hungmin Sun and, uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, Mark Gway, Crystal Palace defender. It's G-U-E-H-I, and there's an accent in there. Well, you... I think I think I got it. I think you did. I can't do better. <laughs> but anyways, the uh, this little lob pass will land between them. Hungming Sun kind of wins it, takes a low left shot, scores it. That's settled. Um, but I'm happy to say that you know, watching Crystal Palace, I guess in the dying minutes, still put up a fight despite being four nothing down. I mean, yeah, probably Tottenham taking off the gas a little bit, but. Seeing Crystal Palace still have that fight was good to see. 80th minute, Ayu shot goes wide. 81st, Aha had a shot saved. Um, and Lloris uh, had to be on his best behavior the entire game. 
and not jump off the line early or anything. Um, yeah, it was clean, clean win from Tottenham, and they were able to endure some uh, some uh, aggressive uh, counter opportunities from Crystal Palace. But uh, Tottenham bounced back from that Aston Villa loss. So that's that's my starter. That's my little appy, mm. my fun app, my mozzarella sticks, my Delicious. Uh, my uh, and onion, if you will. Ah, the classic. Ah, the classic. Uh, I'm more of the pumpernickel bread from Outback, followed it's not by pumpernickel cheese fries. What is it then? I don't know. Is it sugar, sugar I was brown. Looking, yeah, I was looking it up the other day. <laughs> not the other day, a while back. It's not pumpernickel. Okay. Though. It. I what think they it? just call it like brown bread. What sense. is the bread at the Outback? Don't ruin it for me. Honey wheat Bushman bread. What? Sweet molasses bread. Great. We're not going to get They have an different answer. breads? We're not getting an answer. <laughs> There's different breads? I don't know. That's what it says. Copycat Outback wow. Steakhouse bread. Navajo bread. What the fuck is going on here? All right. You don't. I don't think you're on the right site. I think there's someone's hacking you. They're just uploading different breads to your computer. It just says honey. <laughs> I, I got to back out. <laughs> like, I'm going to have to pause the recording. That's gotta, not even gotta, a joke. It says honey. I'm going to turn my computer off. All right, guys. All right. We're done for the week. Right. Smell you later. All right. That's, that's bread talk. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably not. There's probably yeah, going to be more not. bread talk. Yeah. Um, this, this episode's off the rails. Yeah, I got to get you out of this. Uh, so we'll get into the meat and potatoes, the the lovely, um, aggressive, competitive game that was Leeds United versus West Ham United, uh, ending in a draw 2-2, uh, honors evens. Um, and from the start, first 20 minutes, very competitive, 50-50s throughout. Both looked like they had an opportunity to take advantage of the other. Sounds weird. I know. Uh, Pretty weird. <laughs> pretty weird yeah 23rd minute there was um a fight to keep the ball in play uh uh carer for west ham united kind of fell asleep uh in the box kind of watching the ball roll out luke ailing comes up from behind is able to put it back in uh and through the pass backs was thankfully for west ham uh what would end up being a foul thankfully was outside of the box causing a free kick that was just absolutely bad, just massive whiff. So Leeds, you know, taking advantage, but immediately blowing it away. Um, but by the 27th minute, we have um, this new guy. I think he's Italian, right? Nanto? Yes, he is. Yeah. First goal goes to Leeds, and it was a lovely 1-2 one, one, pass between him and uh, their Bing Dutch boy, Somerville. These young kids for Leeds United are just awesome to watch. Just like they threw them on and they're just performing very well. Um, they know the system. Um, so yeah, 1-2 pass with Somerville. Goes to Nantu. Clean as you like. It's in. Leeds are up one nothing. Um, and with this, it, it was crazy. It was just like you're playing FIFA and you're just tapping the X button. You're not even looking. You're just clicking it constantly. And it's constantly landing in one of your players' uh, feet. West Ham defenders looking lazy. Like, I'm like, yes, it was beautiful passing, but I feel like maybe something could have been done. <laughs> Who's to say? Um, 
31st minute, our lovely boy Tyler Adams. Uh, yeah. the, the soccer version of a G.I. Joe. This man is killing it. If I had an action figure <laughs> of a Tyler Adams G.I. Joe, uh, wow, that would be a thing of beauty. Uh, and as I say, things of beauty, he had this exceptional pass um, that gets to Nanto, who fucking blows it. Just a Hell easy yeah. shot straight to the goalie. Uh, the Americans' efforts uh, wasted. And um, close to the end of the half, 38th minute, Melier has to slide, which ends up knocking the ball all the way outside the box to Kufal, right back for West Ham United. Uh, has an opportunity with an open net, but he blunders it. Melier, who I know you're not a huge fan of, <laughs> overrated in a sense. Overrated. So overrated. <laughs> yeah, and here he is diving way out of the way. Uh, felt like a Manuel Neuer hiccup, but obviously these are two drastically different talents. Um, but yeah, West Ham would have missed that one, uh, but didn't matter. Uh, right before the half ends, um, 45th, and I think in just one minute of stoppage time, another Italian dimension, uh, Gianluca Scamacca, who passes it to Bowen, sets this up, uh, who ends up getting tripped by what looked like Somerville strike. Wait, real quick. VAR replay. Yeah. Did you say before the half ends? I believe so. 45th plus one was the goal. Hmm. The penalty. That is not what I'm seeing. Really? I'm well, I'm mentioning Skamaka making a pass. Sixth. Well, I'm not. And the one before halftime was the Lucas Paqueta penalty. Yeah, I know. That's the one I'm mentioning. Okay. Now, I might just be getting ahead of myself. You are, because I mentioned Skamaka. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> You're like, why is he talking about the Italian? Why is he talking about the Italian? We've cracked the code. I was like, Lucas Paqueta is not Italian. <laughs> <laughs> Richie can't talk about Italians at the wrong time. No, I no, have no, to no, interrupt. No. The Italian talk is later. It's later. Yeah. No. Uh, Skamaka was the pass to Jared Bowen, who ended up being tripped up, ah, which okay. caused the penalty. Come on. You're not listening to me. Oh, hey, oh. Hey, oh. Tough guy with the jeans on at midnight. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, trip up, it looked between Somerville strike, uh, ends up VAR reviewed, given, and Paqueta, yes, is able to take the penalty. Of course he's going to score it. Top right bin, cool as you like. And then the second half, uh, begins, right? Because they don't take breaks. That's how I'm treating it. Uh, no 46th minute, leads fail to build from the back. Aronson with a back pass that goes straight to Skamaka, who does a little footsie-footsie and then he's a big boy. curls it. Oh, man, he's massive. He's massive. He's a, he's a Woot Weghorst. He's huge, 6'5". He's a Woot Weghorst. 6'5". I didn't know they made Italians that big. Me too. I thought all you guys were short. That's why he's I like a, hanging out with you. He's a hot guy, too. A lot of tattoos, but I don't he's mind. Neck tats? Necky tats. He played for Sassuolo. I love Sassuolo. Ah, uh, yeah. You keep bringing him up. Um, so, yeah, Skamaka curls it now. Uh, it's 2-1 in favor of West Ham. They're coming from one nothing behind um, to make it 2 in the 46. So you start the second half now being in a deficit. Leeds United. Um, it continues 50-50. 
these teams Ooh. going back and forth, back and forth. It, again, heated match. Um, Hot. But uh, it will like end up Like a Hurricane with... Harbor commercial from the early 2000s. It is hot, hot, hot. Hot, 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 hot. But yes, uh, all this buildup uh, from Leeds United uh, to set Rodrigo up in the run of play, no less, takes a, just a wild chance, hits, uh, and uh, goes in. Uh, beautiful run of play, just like quick movement. It was as if Bielsa still manages in a sense. Um, that's how felt, uh, it was in terms of the quickness. And then just towards the end, we had 20 minutes left and the only best chance for anything to happen was, um, you know, chances were going wide both ways, but the last thing was a ball bouncing near the goal, just passing, fizzing through and Mikel Antonio stretching out and just barely missing it. And it could have been a tap in for West Ham United to win. Sadly, um, the Jamaican international could not uh, help out the Hammers as it ends 2-2. And those being my two games, uh, looking at the league, which is always terrifying for me these days. Wait, real um, quick, real quick. Oh, do, man. You, do you know why Jesse Marsh got a yellow card? Um, my assumption is he probably said some shit to the ref. I don't I don't know what was said exactly. Not, yeah, happened. I don't see anything. He's been carded a lot this year. He's fired <laughs> up. talked to. Yeah, he's, he's always fired, fired up. I love Jesse Marsh. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm still set on the fact that I think when Everton and Leeds played, the man was tapping his watch as soon as the game started. Uh, he was like, keep track of the time, ref. And I was like, man, this guy is persistent. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It's if he's on your team, you'd love him, um, but not that day. Yeah. Uh, well, but I know it. <laughs> him being him being a former Red Bull coach, I know exactly. how much you can hate him. Yeah. Um, so yeah, looking at the league, you have Arsenal comfortably on top with forty four, Man City right behind with thirty nine points, and then you have Newcastle third with thirty five, Man United right behind them, same amount of points, just different goal difference. Um, and then you have Tottenham. Uh, Liverpool, Fulham, Brighton, Brentford, Chelsea at 10th. The split between the two halves. Um, Just under them, Aston Villa, Crystal Palace, Leicester City, Leeds United at the 14th, Nottingham Forest, Bournemouth, West Ham at 17th, and then Everton at 18th, Wolverhampton Wanderers at 19th, and Southampton. Uh, at the 20th spot a scary look and uh, between 20th and 13th is only a five point difference uh crazy it's it's still very early and the world cup has kind of thrown me entirely off in terms of how scared i should be at this point in time but i guess uh i need to pay attention more into match weeks and not (laughs) where we are in the month yeah (laughs) it's like ah the winter will be coming soon i should be very scared it's kind of crazy um where the epl is right now just in terms of the bottom half of the table um because i mean like i feel every year you have these fun teams in the top 10 like you know, Brentford being in ninth place right now and Brighton being in eighth. I feel like that that's always going to be the case. 
What's not going to always be the case is like, well, at least I hope what's not always going to be the case is this Everton in 18th, West Ham in 17th type Shh. thing. <clears throat> I do think one of those teams is going to get out of this uh, relegation battle. We'll see. Uh, I'm not going to say which one because I don't I think mean, you'll be very happy. I uh, know. I think Everton's going to make you shake up until the very last minute. I gotta looking uh, at my hairline real quick. <laughs> all the way back. All it's the gone. way back. Slicked back. Slicked <laughs> unfortunately, back. fortunately for to add to my stress, Everton will be playing Southampton next. Southampton have signed two new players. Have Everton signed any? Yes. No. Who'd they sign? No one. No, no, Southampton. <laughs> the team that oh. made the signings. <laughs> uh, Southampton signed. The first one that comes to mind is Mislav Orsic, the man that purposely scored oh, that wonderful goal. goal. Yes. And the, the second fake goal. one. The second one. I can't bear to check. Um, oh, it's Latan. It's Oh, that's awesome. Awesome. Fuck. That is a, <laughs> <laughs> fuck it, holy fucking shit. Oh, uh, oh no, Carlos like Alcaraz. Signed... Who? No, no, Carlos, Al- Carlos Alcaraz. Yeah. Is that an official one? Yes, from Racing Club, an Argentinian player. Is it Ufa. official, though? Because uh, yeah. what I'm seeing is Orsic is the only official. Well, you don't know what you're talking about, man. I heard it could it just be first. reported, Rickard. Nope, I heard it here first. It's through. What's his name? Gaston? Carlos Alcaraz. Not Gaston Ramirez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Uruguayan guy that used to play for them? You don't get me for a second. Um, but either way, even with just one signing, still more than Everton. It's a guy and... who scores fake goals. So that's pretty big for them. Oh, that's... Yeah, I mean, fake goals are more goals than Everton can score, so. It's true. Yeah. Listen, when you're right, you're right. So anyways, we're getting out of that little mess. Are Into we going the to, uh, There we go, back to Italy. We going to Italy. You better give um, us your best. So Italy, like I said before, had a double match week. Right? Ew. Both of the games that I'm going to be covering are from the first of the two match weeks. So, would you rather me run through the scores of round 16, do my um, breakdowns, then run through the scores of round 17, and then do the table? Or would you rather me just do the scores, then do the breakdowns? Um, do the scores and then the breakdowns. Okie dokie, artichokey. Yeah, let's do Serie it. Ah, comes back. January 4th, uh, all 10 games played on January 4th, a Wednesday, a great day to watch games, uh, especially when you work. Salernitana, my goodness, that one gets me every time. Salernitana loses to Milan, 2-1. Sassuolo loses to Sampdoria, 2-1. Spezia draws Atalanta, which is pretty exciting because it's Spezia. Um... You know, obviously the big thing there is uh, this guy, Mbala Nzola, who's been tearing up Serie A this year. 
very, very exciting to watch when you see a name like that. He's not going to be at Spezia for long. Um, <laughs> I hope he stays there till the end of the season. Chelsea coming in hot. <laughs> he will not be there in the summer. He's 24 years old. He's doing a great job. Good for Uh-oh, him. Uh-oh, here comes Chelsea. Torino we need to add Drew. to our loan squad. <laughs> <laughs> Torino drew Hellas Verona 1-1. Roma beats Bologna 1-0. Lecce beats Lazio 2-1. That's a game I'll be talking about for more reasons than just the soccer. Uh, Juventus beats Cremonese in a 1-0 game where they scored in an added 90th minute plus time free kick from Arkadius Milik, which was awesome. It was a really good goal. Uh, Fiorentina drew Monza 1-1. Inter beats Napoli 1-0, which I will be covering. Uh, Udinese draws Empoli 1-1, where my fucking boy, Chicho Caputo, now plays. Chicho Caputo? Chicho Caputo. Bari legend, Chicho Caputo. Then you go to round 17. Um, January 7th, Fiorentina beats Sassuolo 2-1. Juventus beats Udinese 1-0. Monza beats Inter 2-2. January 8th, Salernitana draws Torino 1-1. Lazio draws Empoli 2-2, where Chicho Caputo fucking scores for Empoli. Let's go. Chicho Caputo. I love Chicho Caputo. Grande, grande Chicho. Spezia draws Lecce 0-0. <laughs> Sampdoria loses to Napoli 2-0. Uh, Milan draws Roma 2-2. Crazy finish to that game. Tammy Abraham scoring the game winner uh, at the death. Ay. Pretty nuts. Hellas Verona... Um, Beats Cremonese on the ninth, 2-0, and Bologna loses to Atalanta, 2-1, to finish out the two rounds for the Serie A. And as I said, I will be going into um, two matches. I'll start with Inter-Napoli, big, 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 big match. Uh, <clears throat> Inter won the title two seasons ago. Napoli currently, uh, I think, like one of the best teams in Europe, um, Incredible defensive record, uh, incredible offensive prowess. They got um, this guy taking the league by fucking storm this year with uh, Victor. Oh, fuck me. Victor Osimen. Oh, yeah. He's been nuts. Yeah. He's been nuts. I'm so happy about it. Um, he came he's from not be in. Lille? No idea. I'll say Lille. Let's check it out. Victor O L A D I P O. The Del Rey double check. Yep, Lille. A. You hear the name I spelled out though? Nope. Simon. I spelled out Victor Oladipo. (laughs) 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 Um, Good. Inter started this game off like a fucking bat out of hell. They were slamming pressure at the Napoli goal the entire time. They did not let Napoli rest. The entire time. Um, Napoli kind of looked flat for most of the game, not just the first half. They looked very flat. Um, And it was one of those things where just like based off of how Napoli has played this year, they went into halftime nil-nil, and you just kind of thought to yourself, oh, they couldn't get it done when they had the uh, momentum. I guess, you know, Napoli's going to either hang on for a draw or win this game. Uh, They didn't. Um, (laughs) Spoiler alert. Edin Dzeko, who I know, I love him. Yeah, He's been wow. awesome for years and years and years. Yeah. Um, puts Inter ahead with his head in the 56th minute. 
uh, after a beautiful DeMarco cross. Um, after DeMarco, or I'm sorry, after Jekko shook off R- Rami, Romani, sorry, Romani. It's okay, uh, to be nervous. <laughs> he shook off Romani to essentially be free at the top of the six where Merritt had uh, no chance of saving it. Um, no chance. Napoli kept pressing for an equalizer after this, uh, but nothing really felt dangerous. You know what I mean? Um, nothing really felt dangerous until... Just not convincing. Yeah. It was like, yeah, they're in the box, but they're really like slowing things down too much. Inter's getting too much time to defend properly. and uh, Plus, you have Onana, who's a great goalie. Um, it never felt dangerous until... Giacomo Raspidori had a strike in the 90th minute that broke through Inter's defense, um, but unfortunately was right at Onana, who just moved his legs right in place, closed him up, boom. Sorry, no goal for you. No goal for you. (laughs) Uh, After this game, Napoli, who went in in first place with quite a sizable lead over Milan, stays in first place, but that lead gets chipped. A little bit. Inter went in in fifth place. Now they're in fourth. Um, largely due to the next match I'm going to talk about. Uh-oh. But do you have anything to say about this match before I move on? I mean, you told it so well for, tanko, the, tanko, uh, tanko, tanko, tanko. for the ability to uh, <laughs> unravel our first batch of Syria. Uh, I mean, I'm just happy to hear of... Um, the beauty that is uh, Osaman doing well, um, looking a threat, uh, his ability. But I will say, I, I saw something pop up recently on social media. I don't know if it was this game per se, but it um, did Lukaku play in this game at all? Um, I'm sorry, I'm not familiar with anybody by that name. <laughs> Romelu Lukaku? Yeah, he played the first 60 more four minutes. Okay. Um, I don't know oh if my it was gosh. this game. He missed yeah. goals like that he yeah. really shouldn't have been. No, yeah. Uh, blew his chances. and then Kept his World Cup form. Again, I don't know if it was this game or the game previously, but it was some sort of pass to him in the, the left corner and just horrible touch, gave it away right, and it cut, the camera cut to Edin Cheko, who was on the bench, and he literally was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> He's looking at him like, I was like, this guy, I should be starting over this guy. We don't need him. <laughs> Checo's like, you're serious, right? This is well, if Checo was on Lukaku. the bench. I would assume that was like later on in the game. It was the Monza. Or it was oh, the Monza, Monza Inter game. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But that, that bit alone on just... for him in that game. Oh, okay, so yeah, it could have been either. Because um, I, I don't know if Checo came off and Lukaku was still on or whatever. Um, but just to see that kind of reaction. And also Romelu Lukaku has always been famed for having such a horrid touch. So it was like maybe that was Ed and Checo getting like the first-hand experience of being <laughs> a teammate and watching it. He was like, oh, yeah. shit, this, is, this isn't this is just a bit on Twitter. <laughs> he was like, oh, this is real. <laughs> That's just that's just the two cents I had to throw in there for that for that lovely telling of tales. 
Inter is so interesting. Especially after um, Lukaku being so good when they won the title with Conte. Wild. 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 That's crazy, dude. Just unlocked something in him. But then we'll move move on to the next one. The big match. The one that got me immediately excited about covering the Serie A. Even though I hate Lecce. Uh Uh-huh. Lecce beats Lazio 2-1. For a little bit of background, my favorite team is Bari. From a region in Italy called Puglia. Lecce is also from Puglia. Lecce and Bari are the two biggest teams to come out of the region and therefore are like, quote-unquote, local rivals. So I don't like Lecce. At the same time, the you've seen this trend in the Serie A where most of the teams are coming from the northern parts of Italy um, besides Napoli really staying there. I mean, now you have Salernitana, but uh, Lecce, Napoli, Salernitana, I'm sure I'm missing one. Um, it's nice to see the southern representation, especially the Pouliers representation, uh, but fuck Lecce. <laughs> <laughs> Going into this, <laughs> fuck them. Uh, um, Lecce is not a good team. <laughs> Champions of Serie B. Lazio historically is a very good team. They've been in Serie A for as long as I can remember. Um, so when you get a match like this, it catches your eye pretty quickly. Lecce winning. Uh, so without further ado, we'll go straight into it. Uh, Lazio opens the scoring early with Giro Immobile, uh, scoring a perfect shot. Not perfect as in, like, beautiful or anything, but, like, he runs into the area, you know, takes a shot. Not the hardest thing in the world, but the placement is perfect. And he beats Waldemiro Falcone uh, with a ball to the far bottom corner that just, like, grazes the inside of the post and nestles into the side netting. Like, nobody's stopping it. It's just perfect placement. Um Lecce continues the rest of the first half, surprisingly playing very well defensively, you know, forcing Immobile, Immobile and uh, Malinkovic-Savage to take really poor shots or just getting in the way at key times to prevent a second goal, uh, taking it to halftime, only down 1-0. Um, you know, and as a seasoned Serie A fan, you kind of think, oh, I mean, like, Lecce doesn't have this. I don't care how good they're playing. Lazio's Lazio. Um, you know, Lazio's fourth place in the league. They're, they're you know, standing toe-to-toe with uh, Inter Milan and uh, AC Milan and Napoli and all them. Um, but in the 57th minute, Federico Di Francesco takes a shot that's parried away by Ivan Providel, the, the um, Lazio goalie. And it just so happens to fall to the feet of Gabriel Strefezza, who buries it on the full uh, as he like runs up to, to clean up the mess. Um, later on, Di Francesco does it again, providing an assist to uh, Lorenzo Colombo, who slams the ball home. What? I love how you pronounce names. 
<laughs> he slams the ball <laughs> home from the cross and like really shuts the door on Lazio in the 71st minute, uh, securing the victory for the Serie B champions. And li- like I said, Lazio, going coming into this match, Lazio's in fourth, Lecce's in 16th. Now Lazio's in fifth because Inter was able to get a win over Napoli. Lecce's in 12th, just showing how tight the... Uh, the, the gap there is in the, in the bottom half of the table. Granted, those positions are before the next match week came about, so I will update you on the current standings, but after this game, that's what happened. Now, please do the big thing about this match, which if you follow Italian soccer, um, you probably read about this. If you follow soccer, period, you probably read about this. Uh, Lecce has a player that some people are probably familiar with um, if they're a casual fan in Samuel Umtiti on loan from Barcelona. He was supposed to go to, I believe it was Nice, but he had a faulty, not a faulty, he had a bad medical with them and they said no, so he went to Lecce. I was shocked when I saw it. I was like, wow, what a player they're getting. Um, yeah. You know, may, he might get injured, but holy shit. Yeah. Uh, Played incredible game. A real Yerry Mina. (laughs) (laughs) He played an incredible game. Incredible. Uh, And this was a home match for Lecce. The traveling Napoli support was hurling racial abuse at Samuel M. Titi and another Lecce player, the Zambian international Lamek Banda. And they both left the field in tears because of this after hearing it the whole game. The referee even stopped the game at a point in the second half because the issue needed to be addressed. And they had the, the people on the PA in the stadium like say, hey, guys, hey, st- how about we stop being pieces of shit for a couple minutes? How about yeah. that? Um, a- allegedly, Umtiti asked for the game to be restarted after that. Um as Umtiti and Banda left the field, the Lecce fans were giving them a standing ovation because, you know, not everyone in Italy is a piece of shit. Just, yeah. I'll get into this in a sec. Um, Lecce then tweeted in Italian. I'm, you know, reading the translated tweet. Yeah. Uh, the racist insults were drowned out by the cheers of encouragement for our champion. Uh, and then with the hashtag, keep racism out. Uh, this seems to be an issue with Lazio constantly Lazio very famously um, is known to be to have very fascist supporters Uh, racist anti-semitic you name it this is not like a one-time event It, it seems as though whenever there's something like this going on more often than not Lazio fans are involved I'm not like trying to take any shots at anybody uh because in this in this area, I don't fucking need to. They prove their true colors time and time again. I don't need to be here saying, hey, these people are terrible uh, because they show everybody. I don't need to be saying it. So Man. I'm very happy Lecce won, uh, even though I hate them and they're Bari's rival. <laughs> I'm very, very happy that they won because that kind of bullshit uh, cannot be tolerated. Oh, yeah. It's insane that uh, in the modern sport, you know, things like that can still occur. Um, 
even even if it's my most hated player opponent whatever and i'm watching i've never who has the urge to to add so much to that um ridiculous ridiculous it's completely ridiculous but whatever lazio's benefiting from the good karma of uh dealing with that situation so i'm sorry Lecce is benefiting <laughs> with the good karma from dealing with uh, that situation so well. No, no, no. <laughs> that I truly misspoke. That helped. Um, and Lazio kind of, you know, got their comeuppance with this result. But now the table. First place, Napoli, 44 points. Second place, Juventus. After a very rough start, they're coming back into their own. Um, 37 points. Draw, level on points, below on goal difference. Milan, 37. Inter in fourth place with 34. Lazio in fifth with 31. And you have them tied with Atalanta and Roma in that order, 6 and 7, 31 points. And then after that, you have Udinese, who started off the season really hot and then fell off in eighth. Fiorentina in ninth. Torino in tenth. Lecce in 11th. Hey. Uh, Bologna in 12th, Empoli in 13th, Salernitana in 14th, Monza in 15th, Sassuolo in 16th, Spezia in 17th, and in your relegation spots, the only three teams in the Serie A with less than 10 points. Now just listen. Hellas Verona, Sampdoria, Cremonese. 9-9-7. Spezia is in 17th place. One spot above relegation, 15 points. Oh. It almost seems as though the relegation teams are kind of set. Yeah, they um, would need a big jump, big run. I would love Sampdoria to get out of it, but just looking at it from my unbiased point of view, because Bari is not yet in the Serie A, um, I don't know who I would want to drop in favor of them. Yeah. We'll see. But Gabby right Adini plays for Sampdoria. He does. Listen, he'll, they, if they drop, he'll get another team. Yeah, if they drop, he'll go to Bari. He'll go to Bari, exactly. <laughs> Win-win. It, it, I, well, if Bari gets promoted, there's a whole other issue that needs to be talked about. <laughs> um, just like logistically, oh, no. we're not sure. Because, okay. Oh, boy. Without getting too into it, You're Bari into is it. owned by the son of Napoli's uh, owner. Oh. And it's too close of a relationship. So... They'd either need to find a new owner in the interim. Wow. Or, like, stay in Serie B, essentially. That's wild. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, because you're not allowed to have that close of a relationship. Well, yeah, I mean, like, I I understand that in terms of, like, how there's, like, Dortmund 2 and, like, shit like that where they're coming up to the league just under. But I didn't know that the owner was related to that in any way. So that's yeah, kind of well, So Aurelio De Laurentiis no is the owner of Napoli, right? Yeah. Napoli famous. fans famously hate him. Yeah. Um, even like when he, he is the one who bought Bari after they went bankrupt in 2018, I think it was. And that's why Bari changed their name from at the time they were FC Bari 1908 before that, they were A.S. Bari. They changed their name to SSC Bari. That sound familiar? SSC Napoli. <laughs> um, he then gave the team to his son, Luigi. 
And like the way that it works is like they're constantly getting players. They were constantly getting players on loan from Napoli to help develop them. So like right now they have Michael Michael Folorunsho, F O L O R U N S H O, and he's been great, great for Bari. But the way that the Italian league is set up, father son is too close of a relationship. Um, to avoid the collusion of the of interests, right? Um, yeah, because you know Italy's had so many problems with this in the past. They can't yeah. really trust something like that. So if they get promoted, either one of three things happens, or if they win promotion, one of three things happens. One, they deny promotion, stay in Serie B, and everything stays the same. Two, Luigi Daly. Luigi De Laurentiis, De Laurentiis, Luigi De Laurentiis sells the team, sells Bari. Or three, the most unlikely scenario, Aurelio De Laurentiis sells Napoli. <laughs> <laughs> Son, and you like, finally made it. And to and that, like I just give focuses. away. Because it's something crazy. The whole thing when he bought um, Bari, his whole thing that he was saying was like, in terms of fans, Bari is the eighth most popular team in Italy. There's no reason that they should be in the Serie B or Serie oh. C for that matter. Yeah. So part of me is like, oh, maybe he'll keep us and we'll like actually do well. Because I, I don't know if you know the story of Napoli. When Aurelio De Laurentiis purchased Napoli, they were uh-huh. in Serie C. And then I want to uh-huh. say... Four years later, they were in Serie A, and six years later, they were like cemented as a top team in Serie A. So, like when he bought Bari, I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> he could do it again." Am, am I going to be able to like live in a world where Bari is always in Serie A instead of these like one-off like, oh, maybe we'll be in there for two seasons this time? Yeah, but I digress. Wow, that's the Serie A update. A real, a real uh, succession episode there between father and son. <laughs> That's something else, man. I'm so happy to get all those sweet, juicy deets. That's some hot gossip. If I heard that at the bathroom, I would have pretended I was peeing after I've already finished peeing just to stick around for the story because obviously it's not being told to me. It's the other two guys at the urinals, and I'm sandwiched between them. <laughs> oh my goodness staring staring at the wall no pee <laughs> no pee hey no bud pee. you're not peeing yes i am Shh. they're like why are you calling a cat drip 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 you're just saying drippies, drip drippies no i'm just shaking it for a really long time <laughs> shake it surprised. once that's fine as shake as, it twice that's okay no matter how many times i shake it as soon as i put shake it, in, it you three get drip, times drip. There's You're playing dots. with yourself. Good Charlotte. <laughs> wow. I, I commend you for taking us through our first week in Syria uh, together. First two weeks. <laughs> Whoa. Yes. A, a double double. Uh, and with that, we got to go to our little mystery league, our little mystery match, something mystery. to break away from our buddies. Yeah, a mystery. I wonder what it could be. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, yeah, so uh, after waving the finger around and pointing my finger, said finger, uh, at a match that I deemed worthy of coverage, um, not that we are high and mighty in any sorts, uh, but when the leagues that we rely on fail us, as many they do, um, we must go to outside information to back us up. And I couldn't help but look at Turkey, lovely Turkey, uh, the Super League. Uh, as I see that Fenerbahce uh, played Galatasaray, um, looking further in the standings, Fenerbahce uh, prior to this game, was at second place with 35 points. Galatasaray in first with only 36 points. Neck and neck, toe-to-toe. Um, and behind them, third place, Istanbul Basaksehir in th- with 34 points. And then fourth place, Adana Demerspor with 30 points. Um, but uh, this is a, a rivalry, a derby, if you will. Um, it was... The 131st Intercontinental Derby is what it is titled. Uh, very clever. Um, but the result was 3-0 Galatasaray. Um, spoilers. Um, from watching it, uh, as soon as you see the lineups, um, i got to pull them up just so I can mention all these names of familiar players because I'm, I'm hoping to see... Peter make a face at some of them mentioned. Hold on real quick while I pull that back up. Because for some reason, I really like to look at notes that I write down in the day. Why do I act like I'm an old reporter? (laughs) All right. So, uh, to look at familiar names that may pop up, depending on what you might watch, uh, if we look at Fenerbahce's team, um, the crazy thing is mostly in their offense. We have Joshua King, uh, formerly of Bournemouth. Uh, Bournemouth. We have Mich- Mitchie Batshuayi, formerly of, uh, of Chelsea, uh, and also the Belgian national team, and uh, punting a ball off the post and into his own face. Um, and then... The MLS legend himself, uh, former LAFC player Diego Rossi. And uh, also, off the bench, uh, Ecuadorian legend Ener Valencia. Love that man. A World Cup legend. Yeah, World Cup legend. I mean, Ecuadorian legend. I thought that was fair enough, but okay, fine. We'll go there. Um, So again, that's just the familiarity from one side. Uh, if you look on the other side, uh, we have uh, Diego Mertens, uh, the number 10 role uh, for Galatasaray. Um, Sergio Oliveira, uh, formerly of uh, uh, Porto and Roma. Leo Dubois, um, the starting right back and vice captain for Olympic Lyon. Uh, Muslera, the Uruguayan goalie for God knows how long. Um, also, um, Rashika, I believe, who was a former Norwich player. Uh, shouts out to my lovely buddy Connor. Gotta get a chance to mention any anything related to Norwich because we will very rarely mention them. But a Kosovo player uh, who formerly played for Norwich. Uh, and then also, what's shocking is uh, an unused sub, uh, Bafatembi Gomis. Um, but the used subs, we have Juan Mata, 
Lucas Torreira. Again, just I, I'm going on a tangent, but so oh many God. familiar names. It's crazy how many familiar faces are on these two teams, but mostly Galatasaray. Um, I like got I got lost in <laughs> dude. some of these names that you said. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even know if you like said some of these because you you were like. No, I didn't. I didn't even get to all of them because they're still Van Patrick Anho- Van Anholt. Yep. Yep. Lucas Torreira, Har- yep. Harris Seferovic, Dries Mertens. What the fuck? Yeah, crazy, crazy. Um, so yeah, a lot of familiar faces. Whether you played FIFA, whether you follow these other leagues that we're talking about, these are former uh, players from all these lovely leagues. Um, and again, this is a rival rematch. This is the Intercontinental Derby. Um, and from what I was thankful to watch, because I, I don't often watch the Turkish League, I'm very happy that I, I finally put myself to it. Um, uh, just purely from uh, what I've seen in the past and from my own uh, playtime with FIFA and Turkish teams, I've always fancied uh, Fenerbahce. I've always liked the colors of the team. I've always loved when they had Roberto Carlos for a short stint. I was like, man, also Diego Luna, uh, Lugano. Van Persie? Uh, yes, Van Persie as well. Uh, oh, my God. Again, it's just a lot of familiar names always end up in the Turkish league. Um, so I was excited. The first 20 minutes, Fenerbahce looked uh, miles ahead the better team. They had so many great chances. It looked like, oh, it's just, it's just uh, the early part of a the game. They're just feeling out the other team they're just honing it in they'll eventually get those chances to go in um obviously that's not the case uh diego rossi having an open shot that went wide in the first 20 25 minutes um eventually 32nd minute galatasaray will have a corner taken from diego mertens um it bounces all over it hits around off of a couple guys it basically just swerves around uh, will end up um, the far right outside spot of the box, landing to Sergio Oliveira, who just fucking lashes it. Um, out wide, crazy angle, goes in. That's the first goal. If I was Fenerbahce, debilitating, just a rough spot, rough way to give it up. Um, again, goes back. Fenerbahce have chances. 35th minute, Batshuayi, great chance, goes wide. Um, I'm shocked. It, again, it's all about inches. It's crazy. Um, I wish I could just pause the game and go out there with a ruler. Um, the other thing is, you mentioned it earlier, the added time that we're getting. Uh, I feel like after the World Cup, seven minutes extra added time is now commonplace. Um, the first half will go to uh, 52 minutes total. And at the 52nd minute mark, um, Galatasaray will have a counter uh, threat. Uh, Rashika running down Diego Mertens uh, as the whistle is blown was unhappy with, I guess, uh, what the ref did before the, the game ended um, for the half. He ends up getting a yellow card for getting a little happy with the chirp um second half starts um it just seemed like galatasaray were not content with the one nil uh lead despite them not looking the best versus fenerbahce um 65th minute will come around um galatasaray look very comfortable off the counter it felt like um 
kind of felt similar to the Crystal Palace Tottenham game, except this team is scoring. Um, Fenerbahce do not look good on the back. They're playing with three at the back. Nice. Um, not looking good. Uh, I'm pretty sure either one or two of their three defenders at the back are vastly undersized. Um, and again, when you're looking at uh, the Galatasaray wingers, they're having a field day. Um, again, Fenerbahce are getting their chances. They're going wide. 77th minute, Joshua King, a short, wide curler. It looks beautiful. It looks like something he would do against Everton, which he has done. It goes usually goes in. It doesn't here. Um, 78th minute is where we'll see Galatasaray get their second goal, passing around off of a counter. Um, and this man by the name of Akterkoglu, which I'm pretty sure I pronounced right, uh, makes it two. And he has a fun little uh, fencing celebration. It felt like I was watching Soul Calibur for a hot second. Zorro. Uh, yeah, it was a little Zorro-y. Um, <laughs> makes it two. That was way too good of a sound effect. Uh, <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> and so there's, it's now 2 nothing in the 78th. Uh, eight minutes will go by before, um, I guess, a ball with a bounce. Galatasaray player goes in with their leg extended out. Fenerbahce player does the same to meet him, except foot with full cleats match, matches right on the outer thigh, sending the guy down to the ground. Red card straight away for uh, Fenerbahce's Kaveki in the 86th Kaveki. minute. Due to this, uh, again, talking about the vastness that is this added extra time post-World Cup, uh, it'll be the 90th, 100th actually, the 100th minute, 90 plus Whoa, 10. Whoa, we did it. Yeah, we did it. We friggin' did it, boys. We made 100. Um, and this is where we see drum roll. Uh, a familiar name, Mauro Icardi, who was used as a substitute, will home pop wrecker. out. And, yes, homewrecker Icardi um, <laughs> will uh, lash at it, goes top left corner, bounces around. It hits that corner perfectly, bounces down. Um, a beautiful goal. Uh, I, I said it right before we recorded. I was like, that's the kind of goal that when you play FIFA, if you hit something like that, you didn't do anything. You got lucky. Hmm. You might have held on to the shoot button a little bit longer than you usually do, and then you'll try to match it, and it'll never happen. Uh, once in a lifetime. Um, it's just beautiful shot. Um, Fenerbahce's goalkeeping defense were shaky throughout the game, uh, despite how great their offense looked if the ruler was facing a different way um sadly it ends three nothing Fenerbahce walk away uh with a suspended player and now they're looking at a point difference of four uh where it was originally one point um sad to see for the team that I for some reason chose to be my Turkish team but here we are um three nothing Galatasaray walking away uh with the spoils Look at that. I did the Turkish League. I didn't think you we'd did do it, it this early. I didn't think we'd do the Turkish League this early, but here we are. Well, we got what? We, there's one more week. Next week, Bundesliga still is not back. So we'll see what we, we end up picking. We may have to go on an excursion again. Ooh, excursions. 
But uh, yeah, Turkish League is Turkish League, dude. It's an exciting game, great goal. Um, oh yeah. And with great goals, we can move on to our great goals of the week. And I think it may be fitting to have you start it. <laughs> great. Yeah, because it was exactly the one that I mentioned. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely. That uh, The Galatasaray uh, Mauro Cardi goal in the 100th minute against Fenerbahce. Easily for me, for all the games that I've watched this week, uh, was the most entertaining goal again they're two nil up this is Mauro Cardi this is the home wrecker this is the drama man this is him coming off the bench for a Turkish team after he's been bouncing around so many quality teams um, not saying that Galatasaray isn't quality but there's okay. I guess a vast different from PSG to Galatasaray but here he is just fucking cannon of a goal hitting the bar perfect corner bounce and when you see it do the bounce but it's clearly over the line you're like oh he put a lot into that you know so it was just awesome to see and again he's such a fun character uh not that i would ever want to meet him i would most likely hate him why you're scared that he would uh fuck your wife or something yeah please don't fuck my wife (laughs) (laughs) hi mauro i'm a big fan please Please don't don't fuck fuck my my wife wife. he's like now i have to you know the rules actually, you brought it up <laughs> i actually just watched uh an episode of 30 rock i don't know if you've ever watched 30th rock from the sun yes no uh 30 rock has <laughs> tina fey alec baldwin it's like it's supposed to be like um snl yeah snl and i guess some of the writers were pranking alec baldwin and his friend at the time in the show is like the new cast member so he's like, I'll help you out. And he sent a, uh, a VHS tape to the writers. And it's him sitting in one of the writer's mom's bedrooms. <laughs> and he's basically threatening, if you continue to prank me, I will fuck your mom. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then he said, I could also do the same to any names, the other two writers. And they all were like, all right, I think we call a truce. <laughs> and they're like terrified. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i would never want to meet mauro Icardi. long story short um but easily goal of the week for me um peter what about you what's your goal i had quite a bit to choose from i'm um, sure you did you know i kind of had the benefit of having three match weeks um you know i had some great choices from la liga with uh ruben alcaraz who scored for cadiz cadiz versus valencia i had the Pino, which i mentioned earlier uh, with the great team passing and the beautiful goal via Real versus Real Madrid. And then you move over to Italy. And I had uh, Razavan Marin scoring his first goal for Empoli in Empoli versus Lazio uh, to draw that game level at the end. Um, Arkadus Milik, I mentioned earlier with his uh, 90th plus one minute free kick goal for Juve versus Cremonese. And then Arthur Cabral in his 19th minute for Fiorentina versus Monza. But it's going to have to go to Manolo Gabbiadini for me. We mentioned him earlier. I love him. Uh, Sampdoria versus Sassuolo. This man scored a bicycle kick. And the rules state if someone scores a bicycle kick, they have to get goal of the week. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. Ball comes in from the corner in the 25th minute. Uh, headed towards goal. 
a very weak header because uh, whoever it was was running backwards. Let me see who it was. I got to put some respect on this guy. Um, he was running backwards to meet the ball, essentially, um, and just, like, tried to get ahead on it, to which Gabbiadini um, is Bruno Amione. Uh, Gabbiadini reacts so fast to just get his foot up, do, like, the laziest bicycle kick, but still a bicycle kick, slam the ball past... Um, Oh, slam the ball past uh, Andrea Consigli to get the scoring started for something in this game. Uh, just a beautiful, beautiful goal. And you know, go take a look at it. I know that I know that Richie put uh, <laughs> the goals last week on yeah. Instagram. So if you follow us on Instagram, make oh, sure to watch I'll the stories. I'll have them Richie ready. will he'll have them ready. I have to have them ready. We need oh. to we need to cover our content well, my friend. We do. I'm doing a real bad job with Twitter, but that's besides the point. Um Yeah, you are. <laughs> after the uh goal of the week, do you have a player of the week for us? Uh yeah, yeah I mean, my player uh I, d- I don't give credit often to those yeah, um fuck credit. Fuck credit. It's all about debit. Um, <laughs> my debit card does tap, but my credit card doesn't. It's really frustrating. Oh, I thought you were making an accounting joke. Uh, no, it's just use of card joke. Um, but yes, credit where credit's due. Uh, I'm going to have to give a little tipping of the hat. I will give my flowers to them. Uh, Harry Kane, um, to see the bounce back, to see a player that's you know, again, uh, didn't have the strongest World Cup experience, uh, got a lot of hate. Uh, I, I think about how Jordan Pickford is overanalyzed when going between Everton and England. I think the same thing for Harry Kane. Uh, and here is a man putting in uh, an amazing, he's having an amazing season, just overshadowed um, by the likes of Erling Holland uh, being the absolute terminator that he is. Um, and here he is having a, a two goal game, uh, against Crystal Palace and what could have been also an assist if it wasn't for the fact that it was, um, thrown between Hung Min Sun and Mark Way. If it was put in front of the two of them, between them and goal, I think Sun would have been able to reach it, thus giving him a two, two goals, one assist, but I'm not a player. My feet are small for my height. Uh, it's whatever, uh, <laughs> but I, I I do give Harry Kane his flowers. You you deserve it, lad. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and I'm sure because you had to deal with a a double with Syria. Does that mean your player is also Syria? My player and my runner-up player Whoa. are both from the Syria. Like I had I had a legitimately a tough time deciding between these two. Um, you didn't tell me we were gonna do runners-up. How well, I had you? a double match week. <laughs> and I'm only mentioning this because uh, just because of how tough of a time I had picking between these two guys. I'll give you the runner-up first. Uh, Darko Lazovic for Hellas Verona. He scored two goals against Cremonese in a very important six-point game in the relegation zone. Uh, he probably should have had a hat trick. 
he put on a fucking show for Hellas Verona and you know we talked about the points difference at the bottom of Serie A and how it seems very unlikely that one of those three teams in Hellas Verona, Cremonese and uh, Sampdoria are going to like it's it's tough it's going to be tough for them to survive if this guy keeps playing like this they absolutely could jump up and knock Spezia down into the uh, relegation zone or Sassuolo or anybody else down there um, we're talking about a Hellas Verona side that was at the bottom of the table for the longest time in the Serie A. L- like, um, let me see if I could find like just how long they've been there. So Hellas Verona has been in the relegation zone for <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, four, six, five, seven, six, seven, eight, seven, nine, eight, ten nine, weeks ten. in a row. Um, three consecutive weeks in 20th place. And it looks like they're starting to build their way out of it. Um, you know, we'll see how that pans out. But if Lazovic keeps playing like this, they'll do it just fine. But getting this win in a six-point game is huge. But the player of the week for me has to go with my boy. We talked about him during the World Cup. Richie knows I love him. He's become, oh, he's course. quickly becoming one of my favorite players. Rafael Leao from Milan. Hey. He scored a goal a and boy. created the attacking play that led to the second goal against Salernitana, as well as being involved in just about every single attacking play for Milan. The ball goes through him. He's so creative. He's so great. You're seeing these rumors about him going to Chelsea or Liverpool or Manchester City after this season. Um, The announcers during that game were talking about, oh, we don't know if we're even going to see Rafael Leao in a Milan shirt again this season. Like, He's been unbelievable. Not to mention... The game against Roma, he was creating every attack. He even he got an assist um, during the game to, to put Milan ahead 2-0 before they eventually drew. But he's all over the place. He's been easily, not easily, arguably the best attacking player in the Serie A these past two match weeks. And, you know, because of that, he wins my player of the week. I love the guy. It's hard not to. Good call. I mean, yeah, gotta love Rafi Leao. <sighs> but I have nothing else to say. That's good. About this week. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so hope you guys enjoyed to listen. Uh, make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, both at Match Weekly, and if you want to send us a lovely email, it's Match Weekly M A T C H W three three K L Y at gmail dot com because that's the only one we can't get the E's for. Um, and <laughs> and on that note, I'm going to go upstairs and measure which apple is best for tomorrow. It's all about size. It's all about, it's all about size. size. When you're a all teacher, it's size. all about size. Yes. But apples, apples. I'll apples. smell you later. Smile you later.